Hey everyone, this is The Fool. The 17-minute podcast is on hiatus. Please enjoy this previously recorded episode, which was from our vault, and we will be back for season three with a few changes that we hope you will enjoy. Happy New Year. Howdy. Hello. Let's find something to talk about that's not time sensitive. Yeah, because it takes like three months to get something edited. And so if we were to talk about the border issue or mass shootings or stopping Asian hate. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist. This is episode 63. Yo, what up? This is your old friend, Alvin. Hey, you. I see you got that Red Ryder BB gun for Christmas. Finally. Nice job, kid. Yeah. Lay back, relax, and let your mind and soul savor the next 17 minutes. And now, your hosts and our friends, LaFool and A. Two mass shootings. It's actually pretty good for us. That's the one thing the pandemic caused. People couldn't shoot each other masses. The statistics of people dead because of guns did not go down. It's just we were less aware of it because there weren't multiple dead people at once. In a country that has so many guns, you're going to have a hard time getting rid of shootings. Mass shootings is a different story. Asian hate has been going on since 1800s. It just kind of spiked because of Trump making Asians the target for the coronavirus. Bitcoin is anywhere between 50K and it just topped 60K a couple of times and it wouldn't slumber. Ethereum is at like 17. I think it just hit 18 for a moment. Doge is out there. I'm into BTT. What else is going on? The weather's nice. How's the weather where you are? Uh, it's pretty good. All this will go into the vault. Something long-term that we could talk about. No luminescence, but we had to do some more research on that one. I just find it very fascinating. The Big Bang could be that. But then again, even the creation myth could really be described as... Oh, yeah. You were incorrect. USA Today analysis shows mass shootings rose from 417 in 2019 to 611 in 2020. So no, mass shootings were not down. What mass shootings occurred in 2020? I don't know. I'm just reading you a headline from a fairly trusted source. Usually newspapers don't publish statistics that can easily be checked. People are still killing one another. Welcome to America. List of mass shootings in 2020. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah, so there were 614 mass shootings in 2020. That is a lot. What I'm not seeing is whether or not that's in the United States only. Yeah, it is. I mean, I kind of feel bad assuming that it is. I'm looking at a map. Basically, we're at 1.8, 1.9 a day. How are we killing that many people that many times a day? One bullet at a time. Just fired at a high rate of speed. I'm looking at it now. It shows the number of into the number of dead. Three adults and two juveniles were wounded in an afternoon drive-by shooting. 
What, it doesn't get to be a mass shooting unless the people actually die? Like, what's the criteria? They have this as a mass shooting. One person died, three were wounded, uh, and a total of four. That's totally a mass shooting. It's more than a couple. They even have one here in Venus, Texas, where six people were wounded at an outdoor live music venue. Six were wounded, and that's considered a mass shooting. No one died. Yeah, that is a mass shooting. Well, that's the case. We've been having mass shootings since uh, Tombstone. Tombstone was a mass shooting. You disagree with the accounting of mass shootings? You wanted it to be bigger? You needed more people involved or more people dead? Like, what qualifies in your mind? I don't know. I I don't dwell on mass shootings. Then why are we talking about it? Uh, I'm pretty sure you brought it up. Oh, let's talk about The One. The One. That's interesting. On Netflix. Yes. Did you like it? I was mildly intrigued. Is that spelled M-E-H? Yeah. I don't know. There's just so much creative license of impossibility in that show. What intrigued me about it was the conundrum of, is there just one person in the world that you are meant to be with? And all of the things that happen if you suddenly are given a tool that lets you find that person, but you've already fallen in love with and spent a small or large part of your life with another person. And toward the end, they bring up whether or not there's truly only one single match, or is it possible for you to have more than one person? Sort of the cat and mouse game between the antagonist and the protagonist got boring for me after a while. I found that to be the leakest, the leakest, the weakest part of the show. <laughs> the weakest link there, you're going to say? <laughs> the linkest wink? The linkest wink. I enjoyed it. Who did you consider the protagonist and the antagonist? The officer and the CEO. The CEO is my favorite character. I absolutely loved her. I loved her character. I loved the arc of her character. What arc? She's got no arc. Really? I thought so. I'm hoping that they don't make a sequel to it. There'll be a season two. Because I think season one was perfect in itself. It has left so many questions lingering. But in the end, that's how I see reality. If we wanted to do a series about Congress, in the end, AOC will become president. You know, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham will all go to jail. That doesn't happen. McConnell is going to retire with a ledger of just evil deezy he did and got away with. Lindsey Graham too, Orrin Hatch the same way. Like these men just did darkness and they were victors in the end. Ted Cruz, the biggest villain of all in the movies, but in reality, Ted's still winning. So that's what I liked about this. It wasn't like, oh, good's going to conquer over evil. It left you feeling very sad for the outcomes. Like, like <laughs> that sucks. But that to me is how life is. Why did you like the CEO character? Life happened to her. She had a vision that she wanted. She did all the wrong things for the right reason. What was her right reason? If you live in a capitalist society, everything you do is for money, for power. Does that make it a right reason or that just makes it the reason we've been taught to see as right? Uh, Okay, so then sure. So according to the narrative that we all buy into, that's what I consider the right reason for survival. She was all about survival. She could survive with a tenth of the fictional money she was making in the show. But is that reality? What do you mean? In the real world, one thing that Lex and Anthony were talking about is you talk to these guys that have cryptocurrency. They always have the same thing. What is the one thing you want? You want more. More cryptocurrency. I wish I invested here. I invested earlier. Just like in life, people always want more. 
in a capitalist society, the narrative is more. And that's what she was about. And in the end, she even gave herself an out. I'm only going to do this for so much longer. I'm giving the money to the help the poor. You know, I'm going to eventually turn this over and retire. That's the narrative that she painted. But let's look at Mubarak in Egypt. Same thing that he always thought he was going to do. I'm going to turn the country over. It's 1993. I'm turning it over next year. And all of a sudden, it's 2011, and he's still in power. So easy to say those things. It's just a lot harder to actually implement them because we always want more. And that's what she wanted to do. She could have retired at any time. She could have gone and found her true love and just been happy, but she couldn't do it. She just wanted more. And I just thought that's typical American capitalism. So you like a character who foregoes love for money. Show me in the real world where it goes the opposite. I like it because it's not the typical television narrative. It's like, you always have to pick a love in the end. Oh, you haven't watched a lot of British television, have you? <laughs> I'm into American television, no. Like, I, I don't get into the Hallmark stuff, you know, because that's, that's just not reality. And I just think this was the closest to reality that I've seen in a show in a long time where the bad guy doesn't get thrown in cuffs and hauled off away and the whole project is shut down. That's not reality. That doesn't happen in real life. Mm. The way that the show ended, that's what happens in real life, in my opinion. That's what I liked about it. I thought it was very real. It was just fresh for a change to not always see good has to win in the end and they have to fall in love. That's not reality. That's not reality. The way that that show ended was reality. And she did what she had to do just to get to the next level each time. And she get put in horrible situations. And in the end, what ended up happening, fate just kind of like said, hey, look, at you're where you're supposed to be. Mm. And fate kind of pushed her. Bad things happened all around her. And she just rode the wave. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was very interesting. That's what I mean by the arc of the character. You know, everything that happened to her was by accident. And you don't see in the beginning, but it was all accidental. And then she had to make these quick decisions. And she just reacted. And each time it was the right call. It was dark. It was very Machiavellian. Well, I'm sure it'll be back next year because it was season one. So they're going to keep limping along. I get tired of shows where the police person has to keep chasing the guilty party because it begins to seem very unauthentic. And that's what I think this is going to wind up. Again, the first season I thought was perfect. It's just this is. But I guarantee what this is about. It's about capitalism and greed. They're going to want to feed upon it and then they're going to twist it around. I think it'll be a different outcome, but the way that it is right now is perfect. I would let it sit. There's a lot of shows that only had one season. There's a show called Messiah. It only had one season. It was scheduled for two. I was bored with that. I bleh, didn't care. Yeah, well, I don't think this one's going to have that luxury. I think that this is going to be picked up. I think a lot of people liked it. I haven't seen the ratings on it. I don't follow ratings. I don't really either. If I like something, I like it. If I don't, I don't. Have you ever seen American Gods? You've never seen that yet, have you? No. It's interesting. What other shows do you like? I just started um, The Unreliables. It's on Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix. You actually might like it. Irregulars? The Irregulars, yeah. I saw it. A pre not even preview. I just saw a picture of it. Is it pretty good? Would you recommend it? Or like, what's up with it? I think you might like it because there's a lot of dark force magic happening in it. It probably won't have longevity for me. I may watch another episode or two to see how the characters kind of develop and gel. But it's a spinoff of the Sherlock Holmes world. 
Okay, I'll check it out and see. Yeah. Dark magic, huh? Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch The Magicians? For two seasons, but didn't really care for it. Oh, really? I watched the rest of it. Is it on Netflix? I think so. What about The Umbrella Academy? Couldn't get into it. Really? Yep. I like those. I tried. I tried. I was just like, ugh. So then what is your thing? Space. Space? Mm. Space. Anything happening in space. It can be war. It can be conflict. It can be exploration. It can be comedy. But it really should take place in space. (laughs) (laughs) Archie Bunker in space. That would be pretty good, huh? Oh, my God. Now you've said it. It's going to (laughs) happen. Instead of Archie Bunker's place, it's just going to be Archie Bunker in space. (laughs) A bigoted American trying to deal with aliens. (laughs) Deal with the Mars colony. Oh, my God. On Earth, you knew who you were then. (laughs) Humans were humans. They weren't Martians. (laughs) Somebody has got to do this. We could really use a guy like Trump again. (laughs) We put it out in the ether now. Let's let it develop into an idea and then a script. Well, you know who will do it. Um, what's his bucket? Talk on it. What's his name? The dude. Hey, did you know that Cartman was styled on Archie Bunker? Oh, really? Makes me nuts that I can't think of the guy's name. So what name are you trying to think of? Seth MacFarlane. He would be perfect to do an Archie Bunker in space kind of thing. He's doing the Orville, which I really like because it's a takeoff on uh, Star Trek. So, yeah, let's get Seth to do this because I think it'd be fantastic. All right. Seth, if you're out there listening, Archie Bunker in space. I got people who know Seth, so (laughs) hopefully they're still listening to the show. I don't know if they are. All right. Well, that was fun. Let's talk more about space some other time. Okay. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom.
Purple Noodle Marketing is a creative strategy and design agency that specializes in cannabis SEO and marijuana marketing. We help businesses launch cannabis products, build brand foundations, and sustain organic cannabis growth. With over 30 years of experience, you can trust that we know exactly what SEO strategies to use. So whether you're a CBD or hemp dispensary, medical cannabis dispensary, or a dealer in recreational marijuana, we'll provide you with the best digital strategy to help you rank higher on Google. Clients who've worked with us in the past can attest to this. They've not only increased traffic, but have seen growth of millions of dollars in their online businesses. Our agency is completely versed in cannabis products, business models, state regulations, and organic SEO. We also believe in decriminalization before legalization and work within communities to help promote fair business practices for cannabis business owners and connoisseurs. Limited marketing leads to limited results, so don't be limited. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. We understand that every cannabis business is unique and we have three tiered marketing plans that we can customize for your particular marketing needs. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist.